Welcome to the EvilTender.com podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jalefka. This episode, I spoke with a good friend of mine and illustrator, Jared Mariyama. Jared actually used to be my art director, creative director, when I worked for an educational software company down in Silicon Valley in um, the end of the dot-com days, whenever everything was kind of done and being sold off. Um, so we, were, we weren't there very long, but I made good friends like Jared and a few other artists who are far better than I am, far more talented than I am. So that's why I talk to them, and they do the work. And now Jared is an incredibly successful freelance illustrator working for clients such as Disney, which he has a few pieces in their new Wonderground gallery that they have in downtown Disney in Anaheim. It's an amazing gallery where they get just really talented artists to create original work that they only sell in the shop, in the gallery. We talked about that and just what it is to be a freelance illustrator. So I first thank Jared for taking the time out of his day to um, talk to me. And so here we go. Here is my chat with illustrator Jared Mariyama. Wasn't sure if it was you, but somebody posted some new artwork that you that you did for the new Wonderground Gallery. Uh-huh, is, is, yeah. this, is this the same show as the Good vs. Evil? Yeah, so so since the last show, what they were trying to do now, and, and more so going forward, is to um, release art a little bit slower throughout the, the run of the show, so that there's new art constantly coming into the gallery, as opposed to debuting everything at the beginning, and then watch that dwindle down, you know, for the next six months or something. So, um, so for this one, they knew going into it that we were going to do uh, multiple pieces and sort of slowly release them over the over the period of uh, of the show. Okay, so because I just saw the so the piece that you that you did um, the the um, backyard barbecue scene. Uh huh. <laughs> is that is that so that was made before? Yeah, actually. Uh, so that one was. It's really strange because at the very beginning, when we start doing concepts for the new show, I, I just end up sort of. Um, sending them a bunch of concepts, uh, rough sketches, and, and sometimes a little bit more. And then um, it sort of sits there, and then they kind of slowly decide what they're going to do. So though I gave that image to them quite a while ago, like I had no idea that they were actually going to use it uh, until we got a little bit closer to uh, um, to the announcement that they were going to do it. So it sort of sat there for a while, and I didn't realize that it was going to be um, that it was going to be made into, um, I think it's just a deluxe print for this one. Yeah, so they don't tell you ahead of time if it's going to be a print or a T-shirt. Yeah, it it sort of depends on um, it's sort of case by case, I think, because if they need, say, like for a T-shirt, uh, if they need uh, like a reduced color version uh, for the printing process, then you find out early on that they're doing a T-shirt. But if they don't need your involvement, like for a mug or something like that, yeah. then you tend to not know until actually you show up at the gallery, if, like for the signings or something. That they've that that's what they're using it for. So you're going to be there May Friday, May 24th, and Thursday, May 25th. Yeah, and I'm going to be there in the evening this time, six to eight p.m. As opposed to usually, it's in the afternoon. So, um, so this, I'm looking forward to that. Are you going to be there alone, or are there going to be other artists there too? I think for this one, it's just me. Um, 
again, that could change between now and then. But uh, as far as I know, it's just me. Is this the only piece that's going to be different there? Or did they even tell you that yet? Uh, so the what mouse. they've announced, yeah, Modern Mouse is going to be there as a deluxe print. And then I had done this other one that was called uh, Good versus Evil that has the princesses, three princesses, and then the, the three sort of matching villains. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be there, but it's not going to be a print. I think it's just on merchandise. I think there's mugs and uh, a postcard maybe and possibly some other stuff but we'll find out as we get close closer to it a lot of this stuff comes down to like the very end like literally days before uh the show they'll get it yeah they'll get it in so it just depends on the vendors and things like that because i noticed this because i kind of thought just from looking at the modern mouse print that it was a newer one just because the style is slightly different i mean but then again even your hipster mickey is a little different than some of the other stuff too like the like the faces and just the um, the the design itself. I think I mentioned to you before that your um, Pinocchio one was like one of the most elaborate ones that you've had. Yeah, yeah. And then definitely. this one's even more. I wouldn't say it's like more in depth, but the modern mouse one seems to be like even more. Like now there now there's a a bigger breadth to the setting. And so yeah, I, I, that's why I thought like, oh, I wonder. I was just wondering like, is that like your style evolving or just trying to do something different? I think it's um, I think it's mostly trying to do something different, especially with the Mickey Mouse pieces. I think the Pinocchio piece, uh, you know, because I'm not going to be doing multiple Pinocchio pieces, you can kind of get all your Pinocchio stuff out in this piece uh, because you're not going to get a second chance. With the Mickey Mouse pieces, we do Mickey Mouse pieces uh, for every show. Yeah. So it's like you kind of, uh, you know, you don't want to repeat yourself, but... Um, it was just one of the concepts that we had. Th- and it was actually, the what I had submitted was quite different from this, but they kind of liked the uh, sort of retro vibe of it. And mm-hmm. so we kind of work, kept working it until we came up with, with this final pose. So, you know, it always starts off very organic, but it, you know, all of this is sort of, uh, um, it evolves. And so it becomes sort of a different thing than what you, you started with. But I, I think ultimately it, it's better. Did you send them just like rough like pencil sketches or what kind of stuff are they looking at? Uh, for this one, I did. Usually I don't. I, I like to send them as close to a finished piece uh, as I can, at least the character part, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want them to be distracted by the roughness of the sketch. And then we're focusing on that as opposed to, you know, the overall piece. But this one, I did send them really rough sketches um, and we uh, picked a few out of those out of that group yeah because i could see like a client like wonderground or disney that they've that they kind of know your style so if they just see a rough pencil sketch they can imagine oh jared's gonna do it you know they they know you well enough and your work well enough to be able to just and kind of see where you're going with it right yeah i I think especially with the mickey mouse pieces too with the other ones it's it's a little it's a little harder um and i'm you know i'm trying to sort of maintain something that you can look at and say, oh, that's that's Jared's work without sort of rolling your eyes and saying, oh, yeah, that's Jared's work. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's another one of the same things again. So it's it's I think that's kind of a constant challenge. When I went into this initially, I had no idea that I would be returning for all these shows. So uh, I didn't sort of predict that being a challenge at the at the get go. So it kind of came up quickly, though, by the by the second show. I mean, because it seems like a lot of your stuff you've done for Wonderground, it's, yeah, it's like they're similar, but almost 
Just, I want to say, I mean, if you look at your Beauty and the Beast compared to like your um, Java Break piece, like they're uh-huh. totally different. I mean, they're still you, and it still looks like something that you did, but just yeah. stylistically, they're different. Yeah, I think if, especially if you look at them, if you look at them individually, I think it's it's. Um, you know, if you had just seen that piece from me, I don't think you'd necessarily know that that was mine yeah. per se. But when you, I think, when you look at it collectively, you you start seeing the sort of the thread, you know, yeah, of, yeah. Of what's repeating and things like that. So, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how these new images do. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even if you go back and look at like, cause I noticed a lot of your other stuff. Um, I think we even talked about this before. Because didn't you just get hooked up with? just start doing these images just for the fun of it like because if you go through you have um you know your you, you even have like a little like a louis ck that you did and all these other characters that you just kind of did for fun mm-hmm. yeah well i think you know when especially with freelance when i was starting out you're you don't start off getting the jobs obviously that you want or, or that you would sort of these dream jobs that you'd want to do these ideal characters and things like that so i thought you know you can't wait until that happens just do them um do them in your free time and whenever you're not working you should be you know working on these personal projects um and so yeah that's where a lot of the disney stuff the early disney stuff and uh, any of the sort of licensed character pieces are all just uh, for fun to practice to do and put out there and and those tend to be the pieces that get a lot of attention because they're recognizable, and yeah. so it gets sort of passed around quicker. So, um, yeah, but the, initially they were all just for fun, for for personal, personal projects. Yeah, because I fit, then at some point one of them ended up um, on a Pixar T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So that one, very randomly, the, the the sort of Kawaii Buzz and Woody mm-hmm. one. Uh, again, it was just posted, and then someone passed it on to on Twitter to Lee Unkrich, and uh, then he contacted me. It was like this very simple, direct line to, hey, we like this, we want to put it on our shirt. And then it sort of kicked off uh, quite a bit. I mean, that helped get so much recognition and stuff that it um, it made this huge difference in, in what I was doing and stuff and brought a lot more followers and people who were aware of my work then so it was a real uh turning point yeah that's that's a <laughs> that's such a cool story just because so many you know people always wonder how you get you know how you get work how do you how do you get hooked up with somebody like disney or somebody like pixar and it's just and i think people are just surprised to hear i don't know if you think so but people are just surprised to hear like oh you know they they probably assume that you get paid to do all the stuff that you've done a lot of it's just eh i felt like doing it <laughs> yeah yeah and then, I mean, I think it is, it's just like I said, it's so rare that you're ever going to be contacted, uh, you know, especially just out of the gate. Yeah. You're going to be contacted to do these characters and to, to work with these things. So you kind of have to do it on your own to say, this is my interesting take and, and uh, just put it out there and stuff. So, um, I mean, I, I that's what I tell people who ask for advice from me all the time is to just do it. Like, do exactly what you want to do and put it out there and, and show it and don't you can't wait until you get paid for it. Yeah. Just put it out there. Then I was wondering like if someone like the Wonderground, if they're ever going to start to do like, you know, cause they always, yeah, like you said, they always have like a Mickey mouse image in there. Um, are you able to say like, how about I do, I don't know. I can't even think of a random, a random, <laughs> a random Disney cartoon right now. They're like, Oh, I want to do like a goofy movie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, I think it probably, depends on the exact 
um, person you're dealing with and uh, the situation. Uh, you know, we don't. A lot of people sort of ask me questions about Wonderground as mm. if we're all sort of um, in the same room, you know, getting the same direction. Yeah. And and then and then we sort of bring like a classroom or something like yeah. that. And it's so not. You know, I have no idea who's participating in the show until everybody else does. You know, yeah. unless someone contacts me and tells me. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, ahead of time who's doing what characters or things like that. And and each time so far, and really, there's only been this is only the second show, yeah. uh, and then looking towards the third. But they do come to you with uh, a general concept and um, uh, an idea, I think, of what characters are popular, you know, and what's yeah. going to sell or where there's a demand or a request. Not necessarily based on just what has sold before, yeah. but. I think because um, they do pick some obscure characters because there's a fan base or something. Yeah. But you're um, not going to go like pitching your jungle to jungle to <laughs> Tim Allen t-shirt or something. I think like you could bring it to them and, and mm. show them. And if it's a compelling piece, I think they could actually consider it. I mean, you're talking if you're talking specifically about things that they are able to do, you know, yeah. I think like with any sort of corporate run thing like this. You know, there's tons of, of, of things that you can't, you just can't uh, do because of whatever their contractual agreements are yeah, with yeah. these other companies. So it tends to be more that than them saying, oh, no, we would never do Rescuers Down Under. Or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, like they don't come back and say that. Although it's there's just, probably some kids out there like, why don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that kid won't show up and buy it. So <laughs> yeah. it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I think that's like the interesting thing about the gallery because I think there is that big gap between seeing something and saying, "Oh, that's cute," or "I love that character," and then actually wanting to spend money on it. Yeah, uh, I think that's the the challenge of probably everything, I guess. Right? Yeah, like especially like on the internet, everybody will say they love something, mm-hmm. and then it gets like, "Oh, it's going on sale today at this time," and then nobody gets it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it depends on how much do you like want to have it in your home, you know, because yeah. you can pull it off the internet and put it as your screensaver or put it on your Tumblr and look at it all you want. Yeah, and then that's true. Of, that's true. Yeah. It kind of gives you the same satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to reach the people that actually want to have it in their house. Yeah. I think the gallery is a pretty, I mean, like I've been there twice. I went and saw your last signing. And it was just, and from the first time, because the first time I walked in there, I had no idea really what it was. Yeah. Um, I just heard about it, and I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because there's, there's not a lot of, um, like if it's different than stuff in the park, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's different than like the Thomas Kincaid, you know, Beauty and the Beast castle scenes that they do. Right. You know, it's very, it's almost like artisanal. Um, yeah, it's almost like they took like a different attitude towards what they do there. Again, it's like you're so isolated when you're working on it, you don't get yeah. a bigger picture. But it seemed to me that that initially, at least when they were first starting this, was that that was what they wanted. Sort of these small run, you know, um, sort of a lot of local artists, but mm-hmm. and then just sort of stateside artists and things like that. But to keep it sort of precious and not like we're going to make a million of these and it's going to be at every theme park and every t-shirt so it does make it uh, kind of special the yeah. little pieces and stuff like that yeah because I was, I was looking even like the stuff that they have like they're good sellers like your um hipster image was seems to be pretty huge because at first it was on a few things and now it's on everything and now it's like in their windows but you still can't buy that stuff online right and you still right. can't buy it anywhere but the park or i'm sorry but the shop right 
right which is you know i mean it's 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 good and bad right it makes it sort of <laughs> special that you can that you have to go to this place to get this thing but it sort of it cuts out a huge uh group that would really like to get their hands on some of these things you know so um but i think that's the nature of the gallery right it has to yeah. be sort of precious like that otherwise it loses its its sort of um urgency to get the stuff yeah it makes it more fun to have something like that but i you know i'm sorry i'm doing to go on 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 and on about the wondering about Wonder Gunk to know that you don't do other stuff beyond that. I mean, like, how oh, much no. of your time is like, I mean, because that's like one client of, I'm assuming, many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, kind of comes in waves. Um, I mean, I, I like doing that work. It's, it's, it's fun that that's actually my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was the only thing I had to do, that would be even better. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I try to keep them. Uh, on top of the pile. So I try to turn things around um, as, as much as I can. I mean, like you say, I, I have to do my client work. I have to pay the bills and things like that. But um, I, I like doing that work so much that it's uh, it doesn't feel like work. So I'm happy to, once my work day ends, to work on that for the rest yeah. of the evening or something like that. What kind of work is your bread and butter? What's like, oh, if that went away, imagine being like a freelance illustrator. I mean... At first, I imagine, oh, you're sitting there like, I get to draw Mickey Mouse. And then <laughs> and the next time you're like, I have, you know, who do you call for work? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a mix. I mean, for me, I, and I don't know how this is for everyone, though I assume it's true for, for everyone, is that it's just, a, it's across the board uh, mix of, of work. You know, it could be a, a spot illustration for a book or a magazine. It can be working with uh, other characters uh, for for other companies and things like that, uh, down to like personal projects where people say, "I, I want to do this," you know, for a wedding invitation or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's just it's just all over the place um, what I do, and and that's basically how my work like for the year goes. It's just one different project after the other. I have a few clients that I do sort of steady work for. Mm. Um, but other than that, the majority of it comes from just uh, very similar kinds of work, but for very different customers and subject matter. Are they finding you or do you have like an agent or booking? I don't know. I don't know how that would work. No, I don't have an agent. Um, it's all through um, them finding me pretty much. Lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> Well, I mean, I yeah. So far, I've been lucky in that that I haven't had to um, uh, search too hard for work, mm-hmm. um, which is good because there's so much you have to do, sort of uh, uh, like paperwork wise. <laughs> you know, yeah. not just drawing, but just keeping your own billing cycle up and making sure you're doing your money stuff right and all that. That um, it's been nice that I haven't had to uh, to spend the money to get an agent uh, yet, yeah. but also not to have to sort of cold call. Very much. I mean, especially coming from, because before you were freelance, you were the um, art director at NCS doing the, what was it? What was your title? You were a creative director? No, I was art director. I was just art director on, uh, yeah, I mean, we we saw that company change so much while I was there. So it was an art director over a very specific, like, set. I think it was reading at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... Uh, yeah, and then I I did those jobs uh, more on a freelance basis after that office had closed. Yeah, because because yeah, for that that was purely textbook educational stuff for kids, which mm-hmm. I'm just assuming like did you get any like networking any links out of that or were just out there as soon as that job was over you were out in the cold by yourself. 
Well, you know, that's what it felt like uh, initially, <laughs> but I, I continued to work with those people for uh, ever since. I think I think maybe last year was the first year that I didn't take a job doing um, art direction for uh, the educational market. Okay. Um, and so it just kept popping up. These people that I worked with there would say, oh, you know, let's get Jared to do this. So um, that was really helpful uh, for for getting uh, for getting the same type of work it wasn't helpful for freelance per se for yeah. illustration but it for getting the same type of art direction job uh it was great it was fantastic i mean that's why i'm so glad i didn't burn those bridges <laughs> when we were back there because it kept um it kept giving me jobs yeah you know i mean especially since i know i mean people that we worked with there some of them went i think a lot of them went stayed in the corporate world and still are you know is that is that something that you considered or were just or were you over it being the office guy no i mean i there are you know you get spoiled working in the office like that and and it sort of i think it sounds worse when you're outside looking in and and you think oh you're not doing what you're passionate about but once you're in there you know it's really comfortable and the money's good and there's um you know, retirement accounts and, and <laughs> health benefits and things like that that you can't overlook. Um, yeah. And, you you know, you can still do some freelance at night and things like that. Nothing huge. But um, so I think there's something very appealing about that. I never put that down. If someone takes a corporate job, yeah. I'm like, good for you. Especially if you have a family and kids and a mortgage and things like that. Um, it's a very different situation, I think. And, yeah, it's, it's, and, very, it's very hard to, like, look down on. I mean... Like now, yeah, having a, like having a steady paycheck, having health care, yep. you know, having a regular Monday through Friday weekends off kind of gig. I mean, that's, yeah. it's easy. It's, it's, I guess just saying it now, like, why is that easy to make fun of? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just the, the, it's the work. The work isn't always the most fun work. And, yeah. and it can be, it can be painful um, just going through the process of, working on that level with so many people, you know, I mean, not to say that at freelance, you avoid all that, mm -hmm. but you're usually left out of the loop. Yeah. And you're kind so. of in more control. Like if you, that you're in a position as a freelancer to just say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can take the job. I mean, to a certain degree, you can take the jobs that you want to take. Um, and, and just the way the, the payment structure is sort of set up usually that they want to use you and uh, release you as soon as possible. You know, they don't want you to, to stick around forever and have these things uh, going through a lot of revisions, especially if you're billing them hourly. Yeah. Um, so it, the, the attitude is different as opposed to if you're a staff artist, um, you know, at certain certain jobs. It just kind of goes on and on and on. So it just yeah. it depends on the individual situation, I think. So yeah, that's um, something I was wondering about because I've, um, you know, I did commission a piece from you. And I've commissioned a few different pieces from like artists that I've, I don't know if I'm, I would, I would like to think I'm not a rare person who finds something they like and then contact the artist yeah, and then say, make me something. You yeah. Know, I, I would like to think that that's not rare. I mean, if anything, I would, I, if anything, I feel like the, the site is about, if you see something you like, ask the person, it's usually going to be, a, they're probably friendly. Yeah. They're probably going to be affordable and it's better than going to like, you know. Home Goods or Target and getting like a generic print of right of like a flower. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the artist that you're you're going after yeah. and stuff like that. Although and I have um, met artists who do that kind of stuff who just make oh I got a call to make a a collage of yellows and blues to sell mm -hmm. you know and like 
okay, well that's, that's still a job. I don't want to insult that job too. (laughs) I mean, but how do you, like, how do you decide what your fees are? Especially like if a company comes up and says, Jared, we need, I don't know, a logo. Yeah. Like how much you're going to charge me for a logo. I think people are used to having like, oh, that'll be $500, sir. Yeah. You know, but then you have revisions. Like what's your, or, or how do you, or how do you devise your payment structure or your, um, for me, for me, it's case by case. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily true for, for everybody or most or not. I'm, you know, I think, I think to a certain degree it's true for everybody, but, uh, I think other people are better about sort of having a, a good idea of how much time something's going to take, how much mm-hmm. effort it's going to take and things like that. I tend to go by sort of first and foremost, how badly do I need the job? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you have nothing and you're, you know, you're, it's better to take something than to not be bringing in money. Uh, but other times you have a, a ton of work and that's most of the time I think, and you're, you're trying to prioritize and suddenly your time does become sort of precious, especially yeah. if everybody needs something at the same time. So for me, like all of that um, comes into play. So if, if I'm super busy, I might turn around and give them a high price because then Hey, if they're going to pay this amount of money, then it's worth my time to do all-nighters or something, and yeah. then to make sure that this thing gets done. Um, I'll also take into consideration what they're using it for. Is this, you know, sort of a one-time thing, or is this something that they're going to build off of moving forward? So something like a logo, I think you have to think beyond that. This is going to take you four hours or eight hours to draw and think that you're actually creating sort of a brand or an identity for this company. And that, you know, it should be worth more than just uh, a spot illustration on a website. Yeah. Um, so, and then there are books, you know, and guides, the pricing guides that tell yeah. you sort of a general ballpark and stuff like that. I, I tend to go by an hourly rate and I sort of guess how many hours it's going to take me. And I roughly go by that, but it's sort of, it's kind of loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah. Especially and, like when it comes, I just thought, I mean, when it comes to something like a logo, yeah, they're going to use whatever color scheme you came up with will probably be on all the collateral, all the websites and whatever design you use is going to be interpreted as whatever t-shirts, stickers, business cards. Right. It's going to, you know, it's going to have a life uh, yeah. beyond sort of, yeah, you find sort of a comic strip or something appearing on a page that gets seen once and then sort of, you know, goes away. So, um, but it's the worst part of the job for me. I, uh, I despise the pricing stuff the most, especially as a project gets bigger and sort of multifaceted. It yeah. becomes harder to sort of narrow down how much time this is actually going to take you. And you just never know. The simplest projects can take the longest amount of time just because of, who you're dealing with so yeah, a lot of nitpicky people yeah you just don't know so it just it's always kind of a guess for me but that's why it comes down to just me like i can't predict for them i can only say okay how you know what is this worth time-wise and then you start trying to write in things into the agreement that that price includes two rounds of revisions or something yeah. And you might go three or four, but then at least they feel like they've gone past the two, and so they're being sort of more aware of what it of what they're doing. Yeah, it's, yeah, because you, if you can turn around, a, you know, a revision like the next day. But right. I'm assuming like your work is finished in um, Illustrator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So they're basically seeing that, like that you're not showing the bulk of um, clients your pencil sketches, and they can 
Right. It depends. It it just depends on sort of the style and and um, uh, the specifics of the assignment. Some some people are very good at seeing sketches and sort of projecting what the final will look like, and other people get really hung up, like, "Oh, well, how come he only has four fingers here?" You know, <laughs> and <laughs> so you know it gets harder and harder. But the illustrator work does take a long time, so yeah. sometimes you can't spend that much time going to final just so that they can say, you know, no, try again. So. Sort of just depends on the feeling you get for the client and the project, and how comfortable I feel about uh, you know thinking I can deliver what they want right out of the gate. Have you ever done anything just like decided you know what I'm going to lose the illustrator and then go straight um, like painting? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> go old school. You're not going to go. I have not painted for years, probably since school. Oh, right. um, I've actually done like brushwork and things like yeah. that. And I don't really have a strong desire to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every now and then I feel like uh, doing a watercolor or something like that because that's what I used to use in school a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's just so time-consuming. And I've gotten really sort of set in my head with Illustrator how everything can be undone yeah. or changed or duplicated. And it's it's hard for me to get back into that headset of, um, of you know, every every move is sort of precious when you're doing well, – especially watercolor. Um you can't really fix these things. You kind of have to start over. So, um, but even with the the painting abilities that they have now in a lot of the programs, I just haven't moved in that direction really. So, yeah. We'll I, see. I mean, because it seems like I'm just looking at at your work, and like I wouldn't even know. I mean, I guess oil or like gouache or something, just because you. I don't know that I used watercolor at school because my stuff does not look like. I know, and I was trying to think. Oh, I wonder. Right I wonder yeah. what I wonder what it would look like if it was watercolor. I almost think cut paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I saw that you did. You just do um, something for Super Cute. Yeah, with yes. um, Jared Andrew Shore. Yep, yep. So we we collaborated for that uh, that Super Mashup Art Party. That's going to be uh, I think the eleventh of May is the opening of the gallery show. Is that is that in L.A. Yeah, that's at um, Leanna Lynn's Wonderland is the name of the store. It's a cute little store, and she does the little gallery shows and stuff. It's really small, so it's it's really kind of intimate and and precious. Is it because <laughs> I, I saw I saw that it was like you, you in conjunction with um, Jared Andrew Shore. Are you guys collaborating on artwork, or are you just like you do your work, I'll do mine, but we'll do it have the same gallery like use the same walls right yeah well the show the show was specifically for these artists to be working together that's the mm-hmm. sort of the theme of the show so they had actually uh, hannah there at the website had suggested that jared and i work together and i thought that was a great idea yeah his stuff is awesome um, yeah yeah i love his work but i wasn't exactly sure how we <laughs> would do it uh, because it is sort of uh, you know it's almost like completely different mediums and stuff yeah. um and um, we decided on the theme, which was sort of a tribute to the Studio Ghibli films, mm-hmm. which was nice because it sort of took the complexity of coming up with just sort of an original idea. It kind of we didn't have to yeah, worry about the, that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna do a tree. I'm gonna do a, a yeah. ship. Like ah! <laughs> but you guys actually did like artwork together, together. Uh, yeah, actually, I think we, um, I think I looked. Um, Super cute. Posted a few pictures, but not mm-hmm. enough to get an idea of of like I can see like oh, that's what Jared Mariyama did. Yeah, 
Um, well, that was the yeah, that was the challenge initially of how to do this and stuff. Yeah. So what we did was we each did uh, we had to do multiple pieces. We couldn't just do one. Um, mm-hmm. They requested that we do multiple pieces, so we each did one on our own, um, and then we did. Uh, one where I would do the character and Jared did the background in his paper cuts. Oh, cool. And then we flip-flopped it. Then he did the character and I did the background for his piece. Um, and then finally on the the, the last piece, uh, we did completely together. So we just sort of figured out, you do this part, I'll do this part. And um, that's the Totoro piece that hasn't been revealed yet, but they'll have that at the show. Yeah, because so. there's, what is it? Um a radish, a radish spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirited away <laughs> piece he did, which is really nice. I just love his work. I can't. Oh, so that's him by himself. Him yeah, that one's him by himself, and uh, it's oh, it's fantastic. And then I did the um, Princess Mononoke piece mm-hmm. or my individual piece, and then we did Ponyo together for the the background and the character. Piece. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, because I was just decided I'm going to look on their website and see what I can see. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I did because they. They look awesome. I mean, how many other people are involved in the show? You know, I don't, I think there is a list available now on the website and I, yeah. I haven't checked. I'm not sure exactly how many artists, but there's not that many of us because it is such a small space. Yeah. So are um, you going to be, um, are you going to be heading down for the opening of it? No, unfortunately I'm not going to make it down for the opening of it, but Jared, the other Jared will, uh, will be there. I, I think that's what the plan is at this point is that he'll go to the opening. So yeah, cause it looks like op- uh, it's May 11th from six to 10 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I'll be. I won't. I won't be around for that. But it looks fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I've been seeing. Um, have you worked with them before? I did. Hannah does a show. Super cute. Uh, does a show. I think every year. Starting last year. So mm-hmm. it was in that show. Um, and that was. I can't remember. I think she just picked some of her favorite artists and people that she had featured on the site previously and asked mm. people to do pieces, but I don't think there was a, a like a theme or anything like that. Yeah, because that's in L.A. and you live in Sacramento. Is there any disadvantage in living in Sacramento? I mean, would you get more work if you lived in L.A. or New York? You know, like... Um. I, I think specific, certain specific... I've never had it come up where I've actually been told... Um, oh, because you live there, we're not able to do this. You know, it's yeah. not going to work. But I mean, I don't know if that that happens. Uh, you know, while they're deciding on artists and things like that, because of the you know of, of how things are done on the internet now, it seems like so much of it is is done that way. Whether you live, you know, three miles away or a uh, hundred miles away, doesn't seem to make too big of a difference. Um, but I think, you know, convenience wise, like for these gallery shows or for the Disney stuff, it would be easier to live closer to some yeah. of it. Yeah. Cause yeah. right now, um, you're driving down for each time you're in the wonder ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, and you'll be there. Are you going to stick around the whole weekend? Um, cause you're going to be there May 24th through the 25th. Yeah, so it'll be either Friday and Saturday, and then I'm driving home on um, Sunday. So the event is just Friday and Saturday. but um, And we'll see if we can get into the park at some point during the week weekend. Yeah, because yeah, it's Memorial, Memorial Day, Day weekend. weekend. Yeah. I'm not sure how crowded it's going to be. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they'll have any um, Finding Dory stuff up or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen anything for it other than that initial logo you know and, and ellen sort of announcing 
Yeah, and although it was so close to April, um, April Fool's Day, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because everybody knew it was coming, right? Didn't didn't you you surely you heard about it? Before I don't know, that. you know, but but I had heard about other stuff too. You yeah. know, because I, you know, I feel like the Monsters Inc. sequel was spoken about for like a long time. Yeah, and then yeah. whenever it happened, it's like, oh yeah, it's going to be out in like five months. Like, oh really? yeah, yeah. I think I think they had. Was it supposed to be last year? Wasn't it supposed to be out last year? I think it was going to be the first time they released two films in one year. Mm. Um, and then it got it got switched again because I think I had thought it was going to be in the fall, and then it got switched to a summer thing. So yeah. so I'm not sure. Now they'll have back to back years of sequels. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's cool. <laughs> well, no, because last year was brave. Yeah, yeah, and but then, if this year, if this year's uh, Monsters University, then next year's Finding Dory. Oh, I see. I see. Is it next year? Is it already next year that that's coming out? I don't know. I, I I don't. Did they have a date? I know. I know they have a date, but I couldn't remember if it was if that was next year or if that was twenty fourteen or the yeah or the twenty fifteen. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I could be wrong. I'm sure they'll. Because there's the dinosaur movie coming and the the Pete Doctor. Uh, the what oh, and, happens inside your brain? Yeah. Thing. Okay, that's true. <laughs> the, the brain movie. Yeah, they I, got I, plenty of stuff. Those are coming, and then uh, uh, Lee Unkrich is doing a Diaz de los Muertos film or something, like a live action. No, no, no. It's an animated one, but I think that's the furthest one out right now. Mm. So, so is is the only place that's that you're selling stuff at the is that Wonderground, or is your stuff in other stores too? Um, I have like a little online store that I sell some of my stuff at, but the, as far as the Disney stuff, uh, it, only Disney stuff that I have available is at Wonderground. But but what about other stuff? I mean, because I I think I was just like I've been looking a lot lately and buying stuff from like places like um, what is it Society Six and Redbubble, wow. where you can like, you know, I guess artists can just upload all their images. I mean, I guess for me as as a consumer, I really uh-huh. like it. Yeah. You know, because I get to see new stuff. And if I, you know, it's it's like, so that's kind of fun for me. But I'm just wondering for an artist like you, is that is that something that you're interested in, interested in doing? Or does it just seem weird? No, I, I, I think, you know, with it's difficult because of the, the Disney stuff. And, and then the other character stuff that I do for fun and stuff, that tends to be what people want to purchase. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult because I'm not going to put that stuff up. I mean, I think you can, or I think people do, mm-hmm. I should think. Uh, but uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put it up um, sort of, uh, you know, uh, when I don't have the license for it or whatever. Not in that capacity where I'm yeah. selling multiple um, copies of something like that. So, I mean, I have uh, a few other things. There's like the Hey Diddle Diddle mm-hmm. print that I think is still available in the oh, Monsters yeah. um, print. Do you have, because that's over at um, Acid Free? Acid Free, yeah. Yeah, and I think those are still available. And then I've been doing some work with Bottleneck Gallery in New York. Yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah that... So it's mostly been that kind of stuff, not not as much of the store stuff, like the merchandise. Is, is that something that you'd like to get into, is stick with more of like the gallery work, or are you... No, I would love to do more merchandise stuff, and I think it's something that I just haven't really focused enough on. I, I think ultimately that's where I should be concentrating, mm-hmm. um, because I think 
I mean, you know, the gallery work that I've done has been fun, and, and some of them have gotten a little attention and things like that. But uh, it, it's really not my strong suit doing these sort of beautiful posters, especially when you see what's out there and what's popular right now. It's just kind of not my style. Uh, it's not my strong suit, I don't think. So uh, it's fun to do them occasionally, so it's kind of a special thing to mm. participate in. But I think ultimately my stuff is better suited for something like uh, what you'd see like with Hello Kitty and mm-hmm. Sanrio and things like that. And I'd like to get into that, but it's it's a big step and it's expensive and you kind of have to have a plan and I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> you so. don't have a, plan for, have a plan to take over Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's two things. It's one, money, and two, that I'm kind of lazy. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to have uh, boxes and boxes of stock, you know, of things that either aren't selling or... Um, for whatever reason, you know, you're just trying to sell these things online and things like that. And then you really have to aggressively pursue either someone selling these, you know, buying them from you and selling them or going to a lot of shows and things like that, which uh, I don't particularly want to do. But that's all part of the, I think, the merchandise process, at least starting off. I mean, it would be ideal if someone came to you and said, we want you to create a line for us. Yeah. Um, But even then, you're still splitting the profits um you know quite a bit so i don't know again it's something i have to sort of talk with other people who have done it successfully and 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 build a plan and sort of pursue that i, I just haven't done it yeah, and then you have, i don't know or you can just go the other i mean i guess if you it's risky it's, risk. to, it's also to to come up with like your own characters or your own thing you yeah know, where you're not like people will buy it because it's you know boba fett yeah, yeah, exactly. That People you'll at least have Boba, with Boba Fett, Fett. customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can exactly. guarantee I'll sell to Boba Fett fans. Yeah, and There's then you know, for for a big company like well Disney now with Star Wars. Um, mm. You know, they can absorb that, and it doesn't matter, and it could sit for a while. Or you know, there's just other venues for them to do. But for me, that would be like ten boxes of non Boba Fett shirts sitting in you know in my living room that I've just paid for. So yeah. You know, you have yeah. to really, you have to have a plan and you have to know yeah. what you're doing and feel confident that you're going to sell these things. So and I guess that's where that's good that those sites come up like Red, like what I'm sorry, um, Society6 or Redbubble where you, the artist, you just upload like a, whatever, like a high res image and then yeah. they make the shirts as, as the orders come in. Yeah. But yeah. Again, and I mean, that's, that's the convenient aspect of it and that's the appealing part of it but your cut of it is really low <laughs> yeah i think you get like i was just looking at it today i think you might get like a dollar 80 per t-shirt yeah. that sells yeah. for 18 which is was that 10 percent? yeah i don't know so <laughs> it just depends yeah it just depends on you know how much you want to pursue it because yeah. you know you have to have a lot of stuff on there then to really make uh, a profit you know yeah um, so think of how many of those uh, $1.80s T-shirts you have to sell for it to even be worth your time to have done the design for that shirt. So Yeah, and yeah. especially if you do on like a design that you made just to sell and then it doesn't sell, then you wasted your time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so, that's why like, I just, I don't know, I kind of gave up on trying to make money on stuff. Because <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm, much, I'm much happier whenever I'm not focused on that. Well, yeah. No, I mean, everyone but then again, like... But then again, you're if you just do work f- with no pay, then you go get a corporate job. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you do, you sell your t-shirts on the weekends <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. And I think that's what I love is that you want people to want your stuff in that way that they want to wear your t-shirts and they want to have a, whatever, a wallet and a mug and a set of note cards and things like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, let alone just creating something that's interesting enough that people want, there's all this other marketing and selling and costs and taxes and things that I just hate dealing with. Yeah. So, yeah. The boring, the boring administrative work. Well, it's boring and it's kind of confusing, you know, and, <laughs> and if you don't really know what you're doing, you can do something wrong or, or just end up paying more than you should or taxes and things like that, that. You know, you just can't. I mean, I guess you can go into it half-hearted and sort of <laughs> figure it out. Stumble into go. success. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think you know you're taking on a, an unnecessary risk then, and I don't want to. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe ten years ago I might have been more prone to to do that to just go for it, but mm-hmm. now I feel more like time is precious and yeah. <laughs> money is precious, and I don't want to waste it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that you're putting the focus in the right spot. I mean. Just go. I mean, your new stuff at Wonderground is awesome. Like, I love your. Um, I will probably pick up a signed one of, of the. I forget what it's called already. The um, Mickey Mouse at the grill, cooking up the a, modern mouse. Yeah, yeah. cooking up yeah. a burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun. I was I was surprised and sort of excited that they um, that they did pick that that concept. So because yeah, it seems like I don't know. I I I love it also because because it seems slightly different than some of your other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet, yet still as um, just a really clear design. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little, um, uh, it's a little bit more designed than I think some of my other stuff. Mm-hmm. My other stuff has almost, um, I don't know, kind of storybookish to it, you know, uh, a quaintness to it. That yeah. one's a little bit, I don't know, slicker or something than the other ones. So have you picked any other, um, if you're asked for a, what is it, your third or, the third show if you try something else try to do like like a monsters ink image or something uh well the pixar stuff that's always like a special thing because uh, when we do the pixar theme everything has to go through pixar so it adds another layer of approval so um so they're kind of taken out of the mix for these general shows um but uh for the third show yeah i haven't um heard about the themes and stuff yet so we will see (laughs) <laughs> what they come to me with yeah. but it's kind of fun it's actually more fun for me actually and i think most illustrators that you when you have a challenge when you don't it's harder for me when someone says do whatever you want mm-hmm. uh, than as if they come to you and they say we'd like to have your take on you know whatever sword in the stone or something like yeah. that um uh, so that it, it's kind of fun to do it that way actually the sword and stone would be fun yeah there's yeah. like yeah because there's like a whole like two decades of like Disney films that don't get attention, like Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Sword and Stone, Fox and the Hound. Yeah, yeah. Stuff and stuff. Um, yeah, there there was another piece that I'm working on that that uh, sort of has the potential to do some other characters. Um, so I'm hoping that that uh, concept gets picked and goes through because it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to do. Okay, Jared. Well, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate appreciate you playing along. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking me to play along.
Well, that's it. It's over. It's done. Thanks for listening to my chat with illustrator Jared Mariyama. Um, just a few reminders. Jared's artwork, his collaboration with Jared Shore um, for the Supa Mashup Art Party um, from Supacute is going to be at Leanna Lynn's Wonderland. Um, the opening night event is May 11th from 6 to 10 p.m. And the show runs from May 11th through July 14th. And again, that's at Leanna Lynn's Wonderland um, on Eagle Rock Boulevard in L.A. And then Memorial Day weekend, downtown Disney. Jared's going to be at the Wonderground Gallery um, signing, I believe, Saturday. And maybe Friday, Saturday? But Saturday. (laughs) I think he said the hours. I wasn't paying attention. And I don't want to go online to figure it out because I'm a lazy bum. But if you go to jmariyama.com, you can check out Jared's work. You can find links to all of his stuff, his Twitter, his Flickr, his Facebook, his Dribbble. Everything Jared Mariama is on the internet these days. And um, so, yeah, from that's at the Wonderground Gallery, downtown Disney. He's going to be there. I'm going to be there. My wife and I got our flights all taken care of, our hotel taken care of. We're going to stay at the Camelot because I've never stayed there before, and it looks magical. So, thanks for listening again. This was the EvilTender.com podcast, and I was your host, Chris Chalufka. Yeah.